What's up, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Multi Goodness Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Tooten, sitting almost, I feel like this is becoming a normal thing with us, Kyle. We're actually, I guess so. We're starting well, to sit next to each other for a change. I got scared on these episodes. I was like, I holy shit, somebody's here with me. So I'm sitting next to Kyle Benke. <laughs> Kyle, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm ready to drink some beer. And yeah. we, have, we have some good beers today. Kind of. Kind of interesting style, I think, that we're... It's an interesting style, which we've both agreed we've done on the show in the past, and Mm -hmm. we've liked these styles for sure. For sure. Um, And so I'm super pumped to do this. It's actually... It's it's a hard style to find. Yeah. Um, It's definitely not IPAs. Uh But Uh um, before we get into that, I'm just going to remind everyone, you can stay up to date with all things multi-goodness by going to our website, multigoodness.com, or even on Instagram at multigoodnesspodcast or on Facebook at Multi Goodness. Yep. And remember, we do actually have some merch on the the, the uh, website. Not much. Maybe season five will be our season. We'll see. Um, but we do have some merch on the show on the uh, website, and also you have a beer list that you can keep track of everything we are drinking on the show. Yeah. Um, and so hopefully it's updated. Hopefully it's updated. We we, up, we we update that yeah, like yeah, yeah. once every three or four episodes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. which again, I'm going to remind Kyle. We are approaching a milestone. If he, if he hasn't looked it up already, Woo. I had to do some deep dive analytics to figure out exactly what what that milestone was. And don't worry, I will let you know when we get to that point. Okay. Because I'm, okay. I'm, okay. I'm okay. keeping tabs on it. I so. like it. Data man. Data man. That's <laughs> maybe that's your superhero name. Data man. I, I do data, so I drink beer. Mm. That's that's the motto. There we go. So, there we go. Um, yeah, cool episode today. I feel like it, it leads right into fall. Yeah. Um, October's, a, I love, I think, Kyle, you and I both love the month of October for multiple reasons. And so we always like to kind of lead into some of the October type beers. Yeah. But we're not doing those type beers today. We're ramping. We're, we're ramping we're up. ramping up there. So yeah, obviously, up there. love pumpkin beers. No, not doing those yet. Not yet. Oktoberfest, nope, not no, doing no, those no. yet either. But kind of like the baby, baby brother. Yeah. sister obviously yeah, i'm not yeah, gonna yeah. be sexist here yeah um baby it baby it could be any, you know, any. and by the way i was just gonna point out not even the meritson lagers which we've also featured a few of those on the show yeah we're doing the vienna lager today Ooh. so i'm pumped about this because yeah. i love vienna lagers i feel like it's a very like you said very hard to find style that people do uh mm-hmm. breweries do um and hard to also find in the store yeah it's one of those that it's it, it gets muddled a lot with, believe it or not, Mexican lagers mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. been the name, the namesake. Um, mm-hmm. And I, it, I'll never be, I'll remember the time we did Arches Mexican Empire. I always get confused with that one because that is a Vienna lager. It is. But it's called Mexican Empire. Yeah. So um, I know we've done a few others Sadly. on the show, I feel like. But let's go ahead and talk about this first one we're going to be doing. Yeah. You picked this one up. I did. Um, this is. What are we drinking, though? We are we are drinking uh, the Brook, Brooklyn Brewery. Brooklyn Lager. Brooklyn Lager. Which, by the way, interesting, it tripped me up. It's literally the Brooklyn Brewery. It says it right at the top. Very interesting. Oh, uh, well, and we've we've talked about beer names or brewery all, names before, but all I'm gonna say before we open this one up, Brooklyn is a is a staple in the uh in the the homebrew yeah. portion of things. They're kind of pioneers there. So go and crack it open and I'll tell you a little bit more about that if you weren't already aware. Story time with Chris. Story time with Chris. That sounds like a new segment that I could get down with. I could be down with that. So Kyle's pouring it in the glass. I'll talk a little bit about it. I expect it to be a like a light amber, and it kind of is. Um, which, by the way, we're going to be sharing some some twelve ounces today. We've been, you know, we've recorded a lot of these episodes remote, and we're getting like these big sixteen ounce glasses every single time. Which Kyle messed up my pour, but it's okay. I no, um, I we're always drinking out of like our own individual sixteen ounce glasses, and it. By the, I feel like before we get to the end of an episode, we're already drunk basically because we're drinking full beers in like an hour um yeah but i'm kind of glad that when we record these together because we don't necessarily have to do that we can just kind of drink them the way they're meant to be Mm -hmm. i say analyzed and Mm -hmm. you can really get into like these these smaller bottles but this is a bottle yep 12 12 ounce um it's so it's it's light amber it's like an orange like a blood orange kind of dark orange color in the glass It, it reminds me of like what um like syrup looks like mm, yeah agreed it it reminds it, it's almost you're right it's almost like a, a have you ever, I, i'm probably the only one who's done this because i'm a weirdo but i love maple, maple syrup um and when i get done with like a thing of maple syrup i like to just put a little bit of water in there and just not, not a lot just kind of switch around and then and obviously drink the rest of it because maple is actually good for you yeah and so this kind of looks that like is that. a little weird chris but no, i'm just kidding, I'm just but kidding. honestly <laughs> it's the best way to describe it it, it literally looks like a watered down maple syrup it does um which is, 
again, it's very delicious. I imagine this is going to be just as delicious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Head retention um, was better for you than it was for me, but you messed up my pour. I did. So I don't I'm not, know what the deal is, man. I'm not going to continue holding that over, but it, don't mess up my pour. <laughs> Stop um, messing up my pour. Big bubbles, kind of the bigger bubbles. Mine is, it's interesting because we can kind of talk about it. I don't want to say mine is the way it's meant to be, but I also feel like this is a lager, so I wouldn't expect there to be like a big head retention. I feel yeah. like when you go walk into a beer, hurt walk into, wow. Walk into a beer, Chris. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Don't you do that. You continue talking about the head retention because sure. I clearly can't talk. Uh, it does do, you know, the nice uh, stick to the side of glass, slow slide down, which I really enjoy. Uh, it Ooh. is a little bit, you know. Um, Can we play some real slow music right there and while Kyle says the slow slide? <laughs> like, okay um yeah uh that's all i got though yeah no <laughs> it I does was, stick to the glass a little it, bit does a little you know swirly, what it, swirl a little it reminds me a lot we're gonna have to talk about some of these styles because a lot of amber lagers and amber ales are very similar in style mm-hmm. fat tire in a glass kind of reminds me of fat tire a little bit mm-hmm. um the just the head retention that's that's always i think i mentioned it when we've done that one on the show yeah it's a go-to beer for me and this mm-hmm. this one kind of gives me those type of vibes where it's almost like it's not too much head retention because yep. you don't you don't want to pour your beer and have to really wait five to ten minutes yeah. for the head to die down you want it to be drinkable kind of ready to go so it, it reminds me a lot of a pub beer um mm. you know like could you drop in that yeah where, where'd you learn about pub beers kyle oh yeah over in uh <laughs> europe no big deal um but yeah, uh, it, it just reminds me of like one of those classic quintessential pub beers that you sit and sip while, you know, mm-hmm. watching sports of some sort. It's which... probably too cold for the pub beer then, though. Aren't pub beers usually like warmer? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, which mm. this this is, we had it in the fridge That's for a little true. bit, but it, it's probably red around pub, pub beer temperature. Not going to lie. We picked this up on the way to record the episode today. Yeah. So um, we wanted to find, and, and I'm just going to point out, we were kind of going back to our roots, our roots, our season four format a little bit here where yeah. we wanted to do kind of a nat- feature, a national, mm-hmm. nationally known beer, a regionally and a local. So mm-hmm. as a mm-hmm. foreshadowing mm-hmm. to what's coming. But so this is our national one. Um, mm-hmm. And I mentioned it earlier, by the way, Brooklyn was a pioneer in the, the homebrew industry. They were some of the first people to kind of put out those homebrew kits. Yep. Like the brew at home, brew oh, your yeah, own beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they were some of the first ones to do it. In fact, I've I've never been there myself, but apparently they've got similar to Ballast Point out in San Diego. They've got like a little shop that is actually uh, meant to be like their homebrew shop, kind of like cool. Hop City is here, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, here in here in Atlanta. So kind of cool. awesome. But let's go and dig in on flavor because yeah, by yeah. The, we've talked a little bit about color, talked a little about flavor. I, I'm excited to drink some beer. What about aroma though? Ooh, Chris, what are you smelling in the glass? Ah, I smell caramel. Caramel. Yep. Um, uh, getting a lot of light malt uh, aromas. Um, nothing, nothing crazy. Nothing super roasty. Just yeah, it, it's it's your quintessential lager aroma. Yeah, it is. And, and a lot of times Vienna's will vary. And so by the way, the ABV on this one's five point two. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this one is very much on the quote unquote. I've had this beer before. It's been a while, but I've had this beer. Motorcycle before. going by. Sorry. Oh nope, four wheeler going by. There's a difference. Oh, nice. We're in the South, y'all. Yep. Um, And so I've had this beer before, and I I remember this beer kind of always being like better than a Yingling by far. Oh, yeah. My opinion. Yeah. Maybe not quite on the same like craft side as like a fat tire. Even, you know, I kind of put it in the same level as Mm -hmm. that. But it's it's a very light drinking beer. And so I kind of expect that for sure. The aroma, the reason I bring that up is because the aroma is very light and Mm -hmm. airy, Mm -hmm. kind of like that. But I do get a little bit of caramelization. Yep. Um newer versions of like Vienna lagers I've had true craft ones have always come off a little bit more like smells almost like you're smelling caramel in a way. Yeah. Like the, the, the kind of the roastiness actually mm-hmm. Mexican empire. I've said that one now twice, but yeah, that one was one I remember being having kind of like a caramelization to it. So, yeah. And, uh, we dug in on taste as mm-hmm. well. Um, this is, this is to me a, a classic lager. So a very light bodied beer, but with also a very, um, very, medium bodied pretzel flavor pretzel yeah i get a little i get a little like that pretzel kind of dough yeah. um oh yeah which is it. which is definitely what you want um there's two types of malts in brewing that are known as kind of the more like bready ones and that's mm-hmm. the biscuit malt which mm-hmm. is usually more of like a lot of your lagers are actually made like your clear lagers you're used to drinking are made with a biscuit a little bit of a biscuit malt and then vienna malt is one of the other kind of more bready ones mm-hmm. um it's not so much roasted; it's just more of a bready malt. So that actually isn't. It's a unique shout out there, I'd say for sure. Um, Whoop. 
which the, the body is very thin. It's even thinner than I remember. And again, this beer, if I had to guess, they first started brewing this in the 90s at some point in time. Yeah, for sure. And you don't have to fact check me on this. One. I wasn't. I, just, going, I, it's, yeah. I was going to say I'm just I, it, in other words, this is a kind of a, another pioneer in this type of beer style. And it's called again, you mentioned it. The Brooklyn Brewery, and this is their like one of their. This is actually their flagship beer. I'm gonna guess because on Untapped it has that listed as the very first beer. It's that green label, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's literally there. It's like almost like the same one that sculpted after what their logo is. So yep. is their go-to beer, which I this is a different label we got this week. Yeah, um, it calls it a hoppy amber lager. Yeah, I've never seen that before. I, I have not either. Which um, it probably swayed my opinion some when it comes to flavor because the first thing I, I noticed myself looking for was that hoppiness. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like it's there is some hop flavor there. I don't know that it, I would call it a hoppy amber ale, um, in my opinion. Um, I disagree, kind of. I mean, it, I get, I mean, there's a lot of hop there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're not doing a side by side, but I almost feel like if we had maybe some of the other ones we're doing on the sure. show today, you might, might see that. So, yeah, I was thinking, um, you know, more along the lines of our episode, we uh, almost it, like it, I think when you see hoppy amber yeah. lager, you're kind of thinking like maybe it's going to be almost like a pseudo West Coast IPA in a way. That, yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was kind of yeah. getting to because um, it does actually now that I think about this in a glass, it does kind of resemble a West Coast IPA. Um, and now that I'm sipping it, it's almost like a West Coast pale ale or just mm-hmm. an original pale ale. Yeah, mm. where, there you it's, go. where it's kind of hoppy. The amber doesn't come through. I'm not getting as much of the maltiness on it. Mm-hmm. I'm getting more of like that. I'm getting this closer to a yingling than I am getting it closer to a, uh, again, I keep using fat, fat tire, tire, but that's just the one I keep thinking of because of color wise. But the hoppiness is definitely coming through in my opinion. Yeah, I, I get it a little bit. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I just I just find that the, uh, the name hoppy amber ale to me, um, I feel like, like you said, I, I would have have it. I, I would have expected it to have a little bit more malt presence than this does. Mm-hmm. Amber to me implies that it's going to be decently high on yeah. the malt bill. And to this, I'm, I, I'm not getting it. It's I, I kind of wish they hadn't added hoppy amber to the name, mm-hmm. which I'm looking at past photos on Untapped and noticing they didn't call it hoppy in the yeah. past. So it's almost like maybe this is I'm thinking they didn't change the recipe, by the way. This is just the original recipe. It's just yeah, that they decide that they wanted to put it on there so maybe update it a bit give it a facelift so we're talking about branding we'll talk a little bit about it obviously so uh we already mentioned this is a green label Mm -hmm. brooklyn follows a very unique one Mm -hmm. we're not talking about their unique label design today but it's it's pretty much the same they've got a very like (laughs) to be honest kind of like baseball goes it's almost like a very much a logo stamped on this kind of like a baseball team would be even the b it's a very stylized b yep it's almost like a paintbrush bee, like they somebody painted it yeah. on a little yep. bit. It's, a it's not quite, yeah, it's not quite um, perfect. Um, you know, it's got like the brush kind of strokes to it. It's got a turtleneck as well. Turtleneck. I was gonna say, I couldn't remember. I was gonna say necker again, but that's not it. Yeah, um, that could be something else, Chris. Um, yeah, that could be. Yeah, I I like this overall. I I've looked at the. I'd have to look at Untapped again. The original logo the itself original. is is I don't like as much. This almost seems like to be a special one, which is almost I think maybe a St. Patrick's Day one. Because if you see up here, on I the, was gonna say if you see or it, or an Oktoberfest themed. True, version, because it is very German themed. It's got the German hat. Um, oh, that's. And, I was thinking St. Patrick's Day, and I was gonna fa- say full transparency. The best by date on this one is in uh, September. It's okay. actually August, so we're drinking this past the best by date. Yeah. Shame on you, Total Wine. Damn. Um, which t- we, have a, me, we have a bone to pick. Yeah, on. I was about to say they probably put this out in the spring, which means this is probably like a, a March type of beer. So mm-hmm. either way, I like this label particularly. I green's my favorite color, and so that helps me. Price sways me in the right direction. Yeah. By the way, did you know Independent Craft? Yeah. And they put the label on there, so that's yeah. kind of awesome. I did not actually know Brooklyn. I've always I. I've never heard anything bad about Brooklyn beer brewery. Had you heard of them before, by the way? I have. Yeah, okay. I've had their stuff before, too. Okay. Um, I think they're pretty widely distributed. Too, they are, which kind of helps. Yeah, I um, I didn't I didn't know they were still independent craft brewery. So yeah. that's kind of cool. That's really awesome. Um, price point on these are usually pretty good, but mm-hmm. I'm just going to point out nine ninety nine. Yeah, actually, six pack, I think. So this one I picked up a single of, but I did notice that Brooklyn's um oktoberfest mm-hmm. was 9.99 yep. for the six pack so it tells me that that's t- pretty much their baseline 
They used to be carried in Kroger's and I'm saying Kroger's like multiple, by the way, (laughs) I can't stand when people say Kroger's. (laughs) Kroger's. Um, They're carried in a lot of these grocery stores in the South. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. that tells me the fries, Kroger, that chain, Ralph's, all that. that Um, They're carried in those chains around the country. So I haven't seen them recently, Mm -hmm. which a lot of those grocery stores have gone more towards um, AB, InBev, and Miller Coors, unfortunately. And so I hate to see that. That and I would say more to they're giving more shelf space to their local craft breweries True. as well. So it's one it's it's, like it's kind of yeah, it's kind of going towards the bigger guys and then the smaller guys at the same time and cutting out those middle. Just so interesting to go. You're guys. right. They're really cutting out, you're right, the the re, the nationally distributed ones yeah. that are independent. So other than that, um for me, mm-hmm. just go and give my final thoughts, quick two yeah, hits. Go for it. Uh it's it's a little light. Mm-hmm. This is a easily drinkable beer. Six pack test, by the way. I oh, could yeah. I could easily crush a six pack of these, especially Hell if I was yeah. watching some college football. Which, by the way, finally are getting some of that in the southeast. Yeah, needed that. Hey, um, hey, getting it up in Big Ten too yeah. at some point too. They just voted that's to true. bring it back. So Big Ten's going to be getting going in October. Yeah. So that's I say good to see as a personally. I mean, I guess it's as a Wisconsin ish <laughs> fan, then you're okay with seeing it. Yeah. Um, I think they just felt left out and realized that they need your reaction that whole yeah. thing. So yeah. They, I'm glad they've got to vote to play. I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna say that anyone shouldn't partake. Yeah. Pack, Pack 12, just waiting on you guys. Yeah. I guess. Good luck. But um, <laughs> and we're hey, we're finally getting some football and just col- or pro football too. Yeah. So it's awesome to get some NFL. Uh, but it's yeah, this is a great football drinking beer. I could mm-hmm. I could see drinking too many of these in front, yeah. you know, in front of the TV while yeah, watching yeah, yeah. my my local team get you know do some do some stupid things and find a way to squander 20 point leads so <laughs> I, I didn't bring it up you brought it up i brought I it up you would think after losing a super or a yeah super bowl whatever remember this our first episode where we where yeah. didn't even want to say it but whatever yeah. we, we thought after losing the big game we would never do that again but yeah i could drink a lot to. of these so i'm gonna give it a three and a half because it is a good beer mm-hmm. i don't like the hoppiness as much um, the thinness of it is, isn't quite there. I feel like I'd like to see them raise the, the, the malt bill in the sure. sum a little bit to, uh, to match that hoppiness and kind of lower the hop a little bit. The price point's good. Branding's good. Nothing distinct about it other than I like the color. So yeah. 3.5 for me. I'm, uh, I'm also going to go three and a half. I really like the branding on this. Um, I, I think it pops, uh, especially seeing some of their other beers and the branding that they do for those. I think this one stands out a little bit more than those do. Um, this particular uh, one, by the this, way, this, the, yeah. the, the, the kind of the change they made yeah. with this one. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think it. I think it works for uh, the beer um, and for the style. I think. I think it just fits. Um, to your point, I think it is a little light, in my opinion. I, I would have wished. Wished they would have added a lot more malt to it, um, especially when the original uh, beer was classified as a Vienna. I, I would have liked to see it a little bit upped in that area. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go three five. I think it I think it's a really good beer. Brooklyn does put out some really, really good beers. Um, their Oktoberfest is fantastic. Um, and uh, I, I, I think it's a great beer. And I will say for reference, by yeah. the way, Untapped has this at a three point four six. Okay. So I think that we're we're pretty close. It sounds yeah. like that's the general consensus. Which for me, I'm three point five is usually my just go to, unless I like unless I can pick something out that I really just don't like about the beer. That's when I start going down from there. But yeah, um, overall, good beer by Brooklyn, good brewery. Love to check it out sometime. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming it's in Brooklyn. If I had to guess, <laughs> I, I think so. I um, know. I don't get up to New York very often, so, but yeah. Cheers to Utica. Uh, Sorry. Utica. Is it really? Oh, yeah. so it's Utica, Utica. Which, which, by the way, is just up. It's, yeah, it's just right there. Yeah, I was going to say it's just up there. I'm hop, not, hop, skip, and a jump. There we go. It's with whew, with that New York traffic, though. I'm telling yeah. you. Come on. Uh, cheers to Brooklyn and specifically today, their, their lager. Yeah. But obviously in the rest of the beers they're making. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Hmm. We have another Vienna Lager, Chris, and this one you picked up. I did. Yeah. This is, um. so I, I think I mentioned it at some point in time on the show. Maybe yeah. not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did when we yeah, did yeah. Uh, Oyster City, mm-hmm. actually, when mm-hmm. we did the brown ale. So parents recently moved down. My dad and stepmom recently moved down to Florida. Yeah. And 
unfortunately they live in the panhandle now which does not have much good craft beer they do have some really good they do craft have some. beer yeah and i'm gonna try all of it yeah but there are some well more well-known breweries in in the panhandle than mm-hmm. others um and oyster city was fantastic but this is actually another one that is really well known in that area um out of Santa Rosa Beach, mm-hmm. Idle Hounds. Okay, yeah. Which had you be honest with me? Had you ever heard of Idle? I Hounds haven't. Before? No. Okay, I'd heard of them before, but mostly because of the some of the beer groups we're in. Sure. And so this is their uh, Burly Lady, mm-hmm. which, which well, I think is a very fitting name. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk later about that in a I I picked this up with zero intention to do it on the show. I just picked mm-hmm. it up last time I was down there a few weeks ago. Um, figured we'd give it a shot, or figured I'd give it a shot, and ended up drinking it and we started talking and decided we want to do a Vienna lager episode. And I'm like, man, this is actually going to be a fantastic beer. I'm really yeah. glad I decided to steal two of these. I bought them for my dad. Still there two, still two and, like, and brought them back to Georgia. And so I'm glad I did. So, um, yeah, so let's go ahead and pop go this one pop. open and see if I can, oh, this is a can by the way, yeah. not a bottle. Oh, oh yeah. Hello. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the way. Oh yeah. You know what? I remember it being very, I'll pour you as well again first. It seemed like, uh, just from looking at it, that it was filled pretty, uh pretty close to the top on this can yeah i think i remembered thinking that the very first time i had it as well yeah see look and that's i did the mistake i poured yours first and so that's why i always end up with the, <laughs> the worst head retention but yeah no i remember um i say when i had these down there uh i remember thinking like man these are really fulfilled so mm-hmm. which means we probably have more slightly more than 12 ounces yeah so probably more like 12 point two five twelve point five maybe who knows so in a glass these look unfortunately i'll never know actually i did buy a kitchen scale recently nice which i could weigh this can empty correct i could have weighed it before and done the math and actually known most cans do actually have more than 12 ounces in them so yeah so this one looks very similar wow your head already disappeared it's gone it's gone pretty much Mm -hmm. this one looks similar in terms of the head retention at least as the uh, brooklyn Mm -hmm. Now, color, though, for me, is a little darker. Yeah, I was going to Slightly say. darker. Yep. More like a ruby brown. Yeah. It's definitely not. I, it's, not a brown. Again, it's not a brown. It's not an amber. I don't, I don't know. This won't be tough because a lot of these really do look like amber ales. And actually, now that I'm saying that, this really does look like an amber ale in a glass. It does. But um, but yeah, so the head retention is disappearing quickly. It already pretty much disappeared on yours. I poured first and then mine. I poured second. Unfortunately, mine yours will be gone soon. Yeah, I was going to say, but it's also quickly disappearing. Yeah, very, very, uh, not a lot of, there's bubbles coming up, but it's it's not doing much for the head. Um, and it's not really sticking to the glass either. It's 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 quick moving. It's, eh, mine is a little bit, but I also had more. So, yeah, very clear. Yeah, even very, though we, very we're clear. describing the color, but it's actually, again, very filtered, which so was, well, so was Brooklyn Lager. So, it's, it's kind of cool that the aroma got um it is a lot more multi i think than the last one um there there is a little bit more breadiness to it um Mm -hmm. but it i i do pick up uh you know so this is only five and a half but i do pick up a slight alcohol tinge as well on the aroma only Uh, kyle that's five or point three higher than the last beer we had true this is like a bud heavy though this is like a bud heavy compared (laughs) to the bud that's i think isn't a bud light 5.2 or is it 4.8 I think it's 4.8, 4. 8, yeah. and a Bud Heavy is like 5.5, 5. 5, so 5. there we 5, go. Yeah. But yeah, it's a little bit, definitely some breadiness there. I'm going to say this is almost like a caramelization to mm-hmm. it. It's almost, because that's what I like to think of when I think of Ambers, Vienna Lagers, these types of styles. It's literally, they've taken the malt and like just roasted it just so much, it caramelizes a little bit. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of how you get the color in these beers. That's how you get a lot of the aroma. With the lagers, obviously, I imagine these are very much, I saw it. Um, I imagine these are very much... Kyle did not spill any beer. On I did not. It just, yeah, I did not. It somehow it bounced so, back by the into way, my mouth. Somehow you managed to drink that, and the beer went up and then dripped down. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. It was weird. But yeah, there's a little bit of caramelization that happens with the malt, mm-hmm. and so that's what I expect a lot of times going into this. The aroma on this one isn't so much different than the lager was mm-hmm. the last one we did. It's just a little bit, just a slight bit more complexity to it. Yeah. Not, not much. Not a whole lot, but mm-hmm. it's not thick by any means. But yeah, I was gonna say that it is a little bit more dense in aroma, um, but but not necessarily uh, it, overall in the flavor, the the aroma smell. Mm-hmm. Um, but we both just took a drink. Oh yes, yeah. we've gotten good at this, by the way. Because while while one person's talking about like yeah, if we both talk about flavor or if we talk about aroma and we, we talk about head retention, we switch back and, and forth. But oh yeah, so. Ooh, flavor. 
Yeah. Actually, no, I'm going to let you lead on flavor. Sure. I've actually had this beer. I've already said that. So, yeah, go ahead. This is my kind of beer, Chris. Yeah. This is a, this is a, this is for me very close to what I would, what I would put as a Vienna lager style. This is the quintessential, very, um, specific flavor that I would picture, um, when I think somebody mentions that and it, it's not quite as sweet as a marzen would be mm-hmm. um it's a little bit more um stiff i guess in the flavor but still very uh uh grainy you know what you make an interesting point it, it makes the brooklyn lager that we just had just in terms of style it makes that one seem more like a Meritzen, mm-hmm. a little bit lighter um mm-hmm. this one is almost like this one seems thick like thick mm-hmm. thick compared to the last beer we had this but is thick with two C's. Yeah, thick with well, like a C and a half, like a C and a half. Because thick with two C's would be like a like an imperial porter, or an amp. You know, I'm saying like this yeah. is this is like thick with a C and a half because yeah. it's it's definitely thicker. Yeah. Um, and I'm is. not gonna say more craft because that I mean definitely the first one we had was it's just meant, meant to be more of like a drinkable mm-hmm. beer. This one just almost seems like it's a like an imperial Vienna Lager, which yeah. I know isn't even a thing. But it could be. Ooh. Um, Ooh. But yeah, the, the flavor is very luscious. It's almost like comes off as like a very like the caramel comes through it in terms of like texture this time as opposed mm-hmm. to not just flavor. Yeah. But texture. Um, I need to go back in for flavor. though. Yeah. I was by the way, say, I messed up these pores. I realized I actually got the head retention on mine came down and it ended up being a little bit bigger than <laughs> yours. But it's all good. I'm pouring the next one, Chris. It'll mm. be a little less. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you know, for me, this this is one of those beers that I picture uh, having next to a burger, uh, some mm. sort of uh, sandwich of some sort. A sandwich, um, a sandwich, maybe maybe a brat, Chris. Mm, uh, it's that time of year. Yeah, a brat, brat with, with a little mustard. bit of mustard on it. Yep. Oh yeah, I right there. Some grainy mustard. Don't put ketchup on it. No, no, no ketchup. Come on, people. So just some true grainy mustard. Yeah. What you're describing is literally Oktoberfest. Yeah. So like the the event, not the but, beer. But for me, I will say the difference between this and an Oktoberfest is this I want to savor and actually drink. Not saying that I don't for the Oktoberfest. This I actually want to like sip on, whereas an Oktoberfest for me is a drinking beer. Yeah. It's very much like which, I'm going to drink a few of them. It's going to be good. Um, which I'm not. Again, I'm not going. I'm not going to down my rating yeah. at all. I agree with the rating I gave Brooklyn Lager. But yeah, I agree. That one now as a, them having this one, I think this is what I've come to expect out of a Vienna Lager mm-hmm. more than that last one, which to me comes off. The hoppiness was a little bit too much on that yeah. one just by comparison. And actually, maybe even too hoppy for like an Oktoberfest. Most Oktoberfest beers are not. They're just like this, but mm-hmm. slightly reduced in, in viscosity and everything. For sure. Um, yeah, because that's a great. I'm glad glad you brought that up, by the mm-hmm. way, because that's a great kind of comparison to do between Vienna Lagers and Oktoberfest and Meritzen style beers to kind of just kind of see what those are different. And so, um, we'll definitely have to revisit that when we do maybe one of those episodes coming mm-hmm. up in the near future. You know, I think future seasons, of course. I think we will. Um, it's because I agree that's a beer that a lot of people go to the store and, and aren't really sure. I mean, they see Oktoberfest everywhere in the store mm-hmm. when September and October There's hits. Thirty but they don't, of them, forty, yeah. you know. I mean, I saw a, a huge thing of just Sam Adams at whole Incap today yeah. of, of Oktoberfest, which, by the way, you know, it's a great beer. It is. But maybe they don't know much about the style other than it's just a, let's say, amber-colored lager. Mm-hmm. So I have opinions on that, and we will save that for later, Chris. Yes, we will we save will. that one for later. Um, so this one, I'm definitely getting that, like, the breadiness, the maltiness. Mm-hmm. Um, I, You know, we, we still have a beer to go, so I don't want to call this the multi, multi-goodness mm-hmm. beer of the day or, like, that multi-beer of the day. But it's you can you get that, like, a lot of maltiness. The, it's very sweet mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, it's it, it really is very sweet. Like, the, what comes to mind is literally, like, I'm eating some caramel, which yep. – which, Probably isn't the best description because like I don't want users to <laughs> think that that's what it's. I don't want listeners to think at all that this is like a, a an imperial stout that we're drinking. That sometimes those really are so thick that like it it's just so syrupy. This is not syrupy at all. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just more so is than the Brooklyn Lager we just had. Yeah, um, it is mm. really good. So. You want to talk branding location? Because yeah. Idle Hounds is is a fun little brewery. I've I've actually now been up there t- twice. Okay. Um. Due to COVID, they've had some, you know, kind of some restrictions on the tap room. The first time I went, 
they had a restriction um, where you couldn't even really be inside, but they have a nice little outdoor area. Mm-hmm. It's literally in one of the most remote areas of the Panhandle you can imagine. Okay. Um, you've probably heard of 30A, yep. which is down there. It's literally right near 30A, so okay. it's kind of near the, the bougie part of what people call the Panhandle. Yep. Um, but it's also not right on the beach. It's kind of inland a little bit, and it's okay. kind of like a little back little... Um, uh, uh, canal. No, mm-hmm. not no? canal. I was going to say commercial air, like commercial park. You know, oh, it's, okay. it's one okay. of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just so hidden, and you you have to go literally go all the way back to the last cul-de-sac to actually get there. Cool little spot though. It's a little warehouse. They got their own little nook and cranny that they can make beer in, and also have That's a cool. cool little back patio. Sounds sounds like they get some food trucks out there as That's awesome. as well from time yeah. to time. So cool little area. Um, but yeah, their branding is not anything. One thing. Yeah. What What are your thoughts? Because I've seen uh, some of their branding, and I'll, I'll sure. maybe pull some up and, and show you. But yeah, what are What are you thinking here? Um. So overall, it's a matte style label sticker um you know the top three quarters to maybe a little bit more is all white on the top you got like a nice little pattern uh ribbon on the bottom um which is like a army colored brown um kind of thing going on um and then you got idle hounds at the top which i love their font um it reminds me of a restaurant in oshkosh called fryer tucks um, shout out to Fire Tucks. Shout out to Fire Tucks. They are fantastic. I love that place. Um, and below that, it is a. Uh, how do I put? It? I'm trying to think of the word for this. It is a German style helmet with uh, horns and pigtails hanging off of it. Um, I was gonna almost say Viking. Yeah, Viking like. Yeah, Nordic, uh, Nordic type. Which, which I don't I get the name. I mean, other than the fact that maybe this is a beer style that originated from northern england mm. um vienna contrary to the name is it's not that it's not from mm-hmm. vienna it's it's literally just a style that was that was kind of perfected in europe so mm-hmm. that is definitely where but well, I, yeah i don't get i will the, say so i love the name though mm-hmm. I, that's what that's where i was gonna go with it it, it wasn't a really good transition but i, I will say um, burly lady burly lady which it it give it paints a perfect picture with the the uh, helmet and the pigtails, um, you know exactly what uh, the burly lady is. Um, I love this branding, Chris. I think this is one of those ones that's going to get my cooler test. That if I opened a cooler and I saw this in there, I would instantly grab it. I'd be down for it. Um, I love it. Um, they have a really good story on the back as well. Keep cold, drink fresh on the back. And I don't know if this is a year round for them. I was kind of looking at their website. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that obviously if I find any more or if mm. I go down there and I get mm. it, I, I got this at the brewery, not, mm. not at any yep. of the stores around there. So, um, I think I got it super fresh too. I was keeping, I keep, I was keeping tabs on their Instagram while I was down there. So I'll show you the branding real quick. And you know, unfortunately listeners, you can't see this, but this is they go to their got, website and check it out. <laughs> yeah. They go to their website and check it out. But Divide and Conquer and is is their one of their flagship beers. Okay. Some of their beers are very almost like whimsical and comical yep. in the way cartoon 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 esque. Yeah, but the beers they represent. Then we get to another one called Palapa, which is their pale ale, which actually is the exact same layout, layout as this one. Jinx, you owe me a beer. Damn it. Is that the adult version? Yep. Um, but then you see, so I think they're doing almost like a branding transition right now. Yeah. Um, but their their logo that they use for Idle Hounds itself. I, I love this logo. I'm a symbology type dude. Yeah. And it's it's literally almost like a, it almost looks like an ancient symbol of some sort. Mm-hmm. Like an, a big eye, almost looks like a cross. Of yeah, some sort. I was going to say, like um, an extended cross, but inside of a pint glass. And also, if you look in the negative space, or not even the negative space, the positive space, you see I and H. Yep. So it actually is there. So check out Idlehounds or idlehoundsbrewingcompany.com. Yeah. Kind of a mouthful, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for me, I love branding. I kind of love the colors they use. It's, it's a real interesting use of colors, mm-hmm. I will say, because it's mm-hmm. brown and like a teal, light teal kind of yep. color. But um, but yeah, super cool. And they've got a big story on the back, which I know, you know, sometimes we like to read those. I'm not going to read it this no. time, but it's obviously got a cool story. And they are independent, by the way. It does not have it listed on here, but they yep. are for sure independent. The six pack that I bought this in was... I was going to say price point. I want to say 12 Okay. Actually, no, 100%. It was $12. Now, that's at the brewery. Okay. I've come to find recently, especially during COVID, that, that breweries charge on-site 
typically maybe a dollar more than what you're going to find. Mm-hmm. Usually it's not the same, but it's either the same or a dollar more than yep. what you're going to find it for in like Publix. But mm-hmm. they do distribute not much in the Southeast. They distribute throughout, throughout Florida, okay. as far as I know, yep. maybe in Southern Alabama a little bit. Okay. Um, unfortunately, Mobile kind of area. Yeah. Unfortunately, I've not made it up here to Atlanta yet. Okay. So that you can I hope all, they do. Yeah. No, for sure. They, they're making some good beers. I'm seeing them a lot on some of the groups that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, when we did the all, literally the week after we did the all together episode yeah. last season, I actually found their version of all together that they had ah, done. Nice. Yep. And unf- I, I didn't pick it up because at that point in time we'd already done the episode, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, it just goes to show they are in tune with what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't do black as beautiful from what I can tell. Okay. Um, maybe but, it's coming, Who but knows? yeah, but there it's, it's literally widely what I'm seeing on a lot of our social groups is that idle hounds is known widely as the one of the only, <laughs> Again, I, I, I'm not calling any breweries out, but they are one of the the most widely known breweries from, from the Panhandle, Panhandle in Florida. Yeah. Um, Oyster City, again, I threw them out and we've talked yep. about them. We've had them on the show. They're, yep. they're also getting some great brews. They, you know, they're just, they're kind of working up to that same status. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so this is a great brewery. Great. Uh, so final thoughts on this beer. And- Before we do final thoughts, Chris, oh. I want to mention one thing. I would be remiss if we didn't say to any uh, any of our listeners or in general, um just want to you know say our verbal support for the people in pensacola area who were just hit by a hurricane um got hit really hard in the panhandle got 30 inches of rain overnight um sally sally was the one that just hit you're right the panhandle i forgot all about that but then we also had marco and laura that they did get a lot of rain from that one too which is ultimately why you're right good point because they did take on a lot of rain from that one and then two weeks later Got it dumped on again. Yeah. Which, by yeah. the way, I grabbed this beer the week between those two. Yeah. So I got in and out just in time <laughs> to get beer. And that's not a comic I'm just making, I'm, yeah. I'm making the point that I was able to get in and get out. That's how, you know, it's hurricane mm-hmm. season. And it's been an active one. So mm-hmm. for sure. Um, yeah. Thoughts go out to anybody out there. Hopefully everything's going well. And and uh, hopefully Idle Hound is, is going yeah. well as well. Um, they seem to be doing good from yeah. what I could tell. I mean, I'm sure they're doing fine. It's one of those things that just reminds you, as if COVID didn't already remind us, this, support local, yeah. um, buy local. Yeah. Like I said, this might have been a dollar more in the brewery. Worth it. It, it might have been ten ninety nine at Publix, but whatever. It yep. was. I was Worth on site. It. I had a beer on site, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what I had, which is probably <laughs> kind of sad. But they're making a lot of good beers there, by yep. the way. Um, uh, based on this, um, yeah. I, would, I would think they're making a lot of good beers. I, I picked up another one, which I, I, I we had talked at one point in time about maybe doing it on the show. I don't think we'll end up doing it because it's a crowler, and I just want to sure. go and pop it at some yeah. point in time. But it's a IPA aged on Spanish cedar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so um, I'm picking up a lot of good beers. I mean, they're doing some truly mm-hmm. craft stuff. They got sours. They have, they have. I don't, I haven't seen a seltzer, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did have one. one. Yep. Um, I had one of their Imperial Stouts while well, I was there. It was like a peanut butter Imperial Stout. Ooh. I think it was even barrel aged. Like, mm-hmm. So they, mm-hmm. they have some really good stuff. Um. So yeah. Yep. Final thoughts. Uh, love the branding. Price point for me is good. Uh, beer is delicious. Um, I'm gonna go a solid four on this. I think Idlehounds really knocked it out of the park with this Vienna Lager. I think it's quintessential of the style. I think it. I think it does a really good job. So if you had to guess, Kyle, yes, yeah. I think we. I know you like to try and guess, but I'm gonna rate these things. Actually, don't don't try and guess, but. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to surprise you. I'm going to give this one a 4.5. Okay. Wow. Because I was going to go 4.25 for you. Yeah. But so eh. this beer is, again, I picked it up kind of happenstance because I actually went in for something else they'd been advertising on Instagram. Mm-hmm. They had already sold out of that one like a mere like three hours after they'd hey. put it on there. So that tells you if that tells you anything. Yeah. I went in for this one because I wanted it. We we needed a beer for the night and that was literally like our beer, beer run on the way home. Mm-hmm. Picked this one up. Glad I did because this was a this is a fantastic beer for a lot a really of really good beer for a lot of reasons. It takes a style that is going to be very easy for people who don't drink a lot of craft beer mm-hmm. to pick this up, drink it, and be like, "Wow!" Like craft beer doesn't have to be yeah. butt heavy. Yeah. <laughs> like again, bridge beer, mm-hmm. um, great bridge beer. It's not going to be too heavy for some people that are used to drinking some light lagers. It's only five and a half percent. Yep. I could drink this on the beach. I could drink it by a fire. I could drink it watching a game mm-hmm. so kind of hits all the points for me yeah um not much bad to say other than the fact that like i said it's just i feel like that the style for me isn't just one of my favorite styles so it's the only mm-hmm. reason why it doesn't get like a the the five but yeah. other than that cheers to uh idle hounds and burly lady cheers <laughs> Thank you.
So for the final one we have for the night, Kyle. Yeah. Or at least I'm pretty sure, unless you're going to pull one out and, and surprise no, me. No, this is it. Okay. So we're going Georgia on this one. Yeah, we are. Which is also a new brewery to the show. It is. But not a new brewery to either of us. Correct. We've had them. But this is um, Anderby Brewing. Yep. They are out of Peachtree Corners. Peachtree Corners, yeah. Which I was going to say, they're, they're kind of between like Roswell and Peachtree Corners. Yeah. But they're mostly on the Peachtree Corners side, which is northeast of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a chance to drink some of their beers, Mm -hmm. um, bottles, and I honestly couldn't tell you how new or old they are, but I know that it's literally just in the last like year that they've opened up less than a year. Um, so super pumped to try this one. You picked this. When did you, you pick this one up? I picked this one up, uh, like four or five days ago. Okay. So it's super fresh. Yeah. Um, and they, they do an interesting thing because this is a 12 ounce bottle, Chris. Um, but they do have bottle plastic six packs. The you know so you normally you have the can six pack that claps mm-hmm. onto the can yeah. this oh so goes they have, on the actual bottles so and they it have, holds all six bottles so they have six cool. packs of bottles that are in almost like the same type of recyclable carriers yep. that we've been seeing recently yeah which is super cool that's really interesting for sure um because that's something you definitely don't see I you know you know it's a somewhat of a newer brewer mm-hmm. when you their caps don't even have like any type Anything of ins- on it. insignia it's the on old it yet, silver so. cap. Um, so this is their Helen, which oh, is their Vienna lager Helen, as well. Vienna Five and a half percent, 12 ounce bottle. You want to crack it? You want me to crack it? Let's want go eat crack it. You, you know how to use that that uh, Chicago Blackhawk, Blackhawks puck a little better than I do. So let's see how it pours in the glass. So it pours, wow, very similar to um, the Idle Hounds, very similar to Burley Lady. Yes. Kyle, feel free to pour yourself a slight bit more because I, I did slight you on the last one. Um yeah, color is actually, I'm almost honestly going to say it's a slight bit darker, actually, like ever so slightly. Uh, one fun fact about this as well, no preservatives in this beer. Um, okay. So Did when, they point that out? Yeah, they did. Um, the only reason why is because when I bought it, he said, are you sticking around for a while? If you are, put it back in the cooler because you're not going to want it to sit out while you're hanging out having a beer because we don't put anything mm. in it to shelf preserve interesting uh, the beers so they're going basically right from tank in a bottle similar to like a homebrew uh what's really interesting yeah. about that is that i didn't know a lot of breweries did put any type of preservatives in their beer other than hops because hops are a preservative yeah. as well so interesting for yeah. sure i never heard that i mean that's that's good to know so you've had this one on on, on ice or on the cooler ever yeah. since you picked it up so yeah so the head retention, by the way, is probably the least of anyone we've had tonight. Correct. Um, it's already gone. But yeah, it's it's weird, though, because it's not necessarily like super bubbly. It's more like and this is going to sound really weird, but more like a film foam on the top. Um, yeah. Rather than like an actual elevated foam, which, by the way, you can always tell if there's so there is definitely carbon dioxide in the beer, which carbonates it because. Yep. The head disappeared, but if you spin it like I was, mm-hmm. and the and as you notice, like head did. Now I'm I have literally about half a centimeter of head on my mm-hmm. glass. That tells me that there is it is well carbonated. It's mm-hmm. literally just it's a beer that maybe doesn't have as much protein in it. Mm-hmm. Literally just makes the head retention kind of go away a little bit quicker. But as you said, it's now sitting there. It's almost like a film, mm-hmm. kind of kind of a little bit shorter. So the aroma is interesting. It's definitely a little bit different than the other two we've had tonight for sure. Yeah, I get um, some. It's hard to describe because I want to say a fruit flavor, but I don't know that it's a fruit flavor. Um, and we'll and we'll see because I, yeah. I, I was honestly going to say the exact same thing. It mm-hmm. almost sounds smells like a berry mm-hmm. flavor. I was going to say like a plum kind of esque yeah, flavor which is to me. Probably not expected in an amber or in an amber in a Vienna lager, mm-hmm. but at the same time it is there. So you got to so you got to get roll with it. Yeah, kind of deep though, very deep aroma. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you took a sip. I want, yeah. you, I want you to tell and me. I've had, and I've had this you beer have before, had so I, I was going to have you go with it before but me. But. I'm getting into the aroma a little bit because it really is a really rich and deep aroma it for is. sure. It's unexpected for Vienna Lager, uh, but there is definitely like a, almost like a wine yeah. type of aroma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm going to go and dig in. Sure. And go ahead and dig can. in. Um, we mentioned this, it's five and a half percent. Um, so it's right in line with the Idle Hounds. They're both the same. Um, and for me, I think the taste uh, is is a little bit different. I wouldn't say it's two sides of the same coin, but I definitely say that it's 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 different. Um, there is a little bit different flavor to this than there is from the Idle Hounds. And Chris, you just took a sip, so why don't you go ahead and give us your thoughts? Because I've had this beer. So, so 
first of all, yeah, I, it's it luckily. I mean, I say luckily, the flavor matches the aroma in a mm-hmm. way. It's in a very unique way because I've never had a beer that was definitely a little spot on. There's a little hoppiness there mm-hmm. that I can get. Yep. It's there's definitely the caramelization, a lot of the uh the maltiness that that you get and you expect in a vienna lager yep. it doesn't doesn't have quite as much uh the maltiness maybe as the idle hounds the burly lady yep. did yep but definitely has more than brooklyn lager did i would agree so by comparison and the flavor there's a little bit of a complex flavor which we didn't really talk about like the it's it definitely still super clear yep. not quite as clear but there's almost like a a viscosity thing at play when you when you kind of drink it that i kind of like it's Try to do one more sip. And it, it, it's, it's to me kind of similar to like, uh, it's it's a little bit thicker, but it's not quite like super thick. Um, as far as the viscosity goes, it's thick. got like this nice like, um, what you're kind saying of oil is quality to it. And I'm not thick with like a quarter C. Thick with a quarter C. Thick yeah. with one and a quarter C. One and a quarter C. Not one and a half. Not one and a half. Yeah. So I keep spinning on this coaster, which is why maybe people are hearing it, but I, yeah. I want to get yeah. that, that back into it. It's interesting. The berry kind of carries through, which I did not expect yeah. at all. I was going to say there's a little bit of like a nice like sweetness to it as well, which uh, for me, I I, I picked this one up because uh, Anderby does a lot of different beers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is like kind of like one of their flagship that they would call one of their flagship beers i think this is i'd heard of this beer quite quite a while yeah i'd heard of this beer i think you're right this is one of the ones they make it mm-hmm. but it's easy drinking beer i mean it's going to be one of those that a lot of people are going to be intrigued by because they're going to see lager and they're going to say yep that's a beer i want to definitely want to dig into so yeah it's um it it does it like i said it's got a very distinct flavor compared to the the idle hounds um it'll look it is a little bit more sweeter um but but that that kind of hoppy kick kind of happens as well. So I, I feel like it's a nice play between the over malt and almost like the, the difference between the two that we've already had. It's, it's almost kind like of a middle ground. Between. Yeah. It's the middle ground for sure. And it almost comes off and it's always sounds a bad thing. It comes off a little bit like homebrew, but I mean, again, there's a craft there that's kind of mm-hmm. like they're still honing in on the recipe a little bit. I think that's where that, the berry flavor comes mm-hmm. from because there's almost like a slight little tinge of tanginess mm-hmm. in it that maybe wouldn't be normally expected in this type of beer. Sure. Um, but it's like I said, it's it's honestly makes the beer super complex in my yeah. opinion. It makes it 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 takes a beer that could be both simple and elegant and complex on and kind of makes it in one mm-hmm. one flavor. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um it it definitely is a very unique flavor. I love it. Um and I'd I'd love to talk about the tap room too because I think we've yeah. both been there. Um, really cool tap room. Um, I went. In, I went in by the way in like April. Yeah. So it was still very early on. Sure. Um. So you know how every I, yeah. not, no one was in there. Obviously, I was. I was able to go in and buy beer, and that was about it. But yep. you've actually had a chance to go yeah. and, and take Finn up there. Yeah. Um. I've been up there a few times now. Uh. Really cool space. Very large inside area with really nice high top tables. Really good bar. They have like. 15 to 20 taps going um they have a whole event space on one side and then on the other side they have a really nice patio with tvs um when i was there there was someone watching the georgia tech get stomped by you ucf uh, uh, so you were there like a just second week of college football yeah, yeah, okay yeah. um and then they have uh in the back of the tap room they have a really big glass wall where they have the brew area that you can see from inside the tap room which is really cool um. to actually see everything um right there uh dogs are welcome inside and out which is cool um because most places you see outside rather which, than inside which means they don't ha- serve food on correct uh, they had a food truck there while we were okay. there um which was uh, a nice addition um and they like i said they have a wide range range of styles stouts mm-hmm. that i had black is beautiful oh, um, cool. there as well it was it was good um and then they do sours. Uh, I had their berry summer sour, which was really good. They're doing, actually, Chris, um, they're doing a pumpkin beer. Oh, it's coming out in the next. That's couple, actually great. Couple to know. weeks of when we're recording this. So, um, yeah, a wide variety of styles as well. It's. I remember. I don't. I did not. I don't remember seeing the brewing area when I was in there. Mm-hmm. I do remember walking in, and to the right there, you get the event space. Yep um so do you think like it'd be a good little area to be able to watch games or anything like that inside yeah yeah they they have a ton of tvs on the inside um I, you know i'd say like probably close to 10 um and they have a few out on the patio as well um 
which is which is a nice addition. Yeah, the, those are the types of breweries I like to hang in, especially in the fall. Is mm-hmm. is be ones where they have kind of have TVs and stuff. It sounds yep. like it'd be a great one for that. I've I have been not nearly. I was gonna let you give that description because sure. I've I've just literally been in and out obviously, yeah. and so I don't remember the TVs. I remember them yeah. having an extensive tap, um, a lot of tap handles. Yep. But it felt like almost like they were building, you know, kind of building ramping out, up, still, to ramping it, yeah. up, and so. At the time, I was kind of I'm glad to see that they are putting out a lot of different beers, especially mm-hmm. with like a sour kind of program. Even if it is like a Berliner Weiss mm-hmm. type of program, that's awesome to see because yeah. that is a style that's good to have. You want to kind of appeal to to all your different drinkers as yep. well. So so branding a little bit. Sure. Let's talk about that one because that's the one I distinctly. This is the second. This is very different than the bottles I got, or it is different than the bottles I got. Yeah. I will say. Because the one you picked up a bottle for me when they first opened, you gave it to me. It was one of those short twelve ounce bottles with, uh, you know, a sticker on it, um, kind of like, label, kind of like the um, Founders, I believe. Yeah, or is it Founders or uh, Sierra Nevada does the little Sierra short Nevada, yeah, the little well. short little bottles, yep. and little stubbies or whatever they call them. This one's a more traditional one. Yeah, and then um, so this one has their traditional branding on it. They do they do like a like a pinstripe. Um, like a three pinstripe, uh, almost like 70s car style, um, where it's like a, a brown, uh, a, like a teal kind of blue, and then like like a cream or a white. Um, and it's kind of coming off on either side with like some wheat at the end of that. Um, and then it has Anderby Brewing right in the middle. It's very um, El Camino. Yeah, style for yeah, sure. yeah. I, I immediately saw this bottle and said, this is, looks exactly like the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um which for the time being, this looks like a placeholder. I think you mentioned they're rolling out cans. Yeah, so they had some cans while I was there. They have a cooler to go, um, which uh, you know they had. Uh, they're doing sixteen ounce cans, from what I remember, and they actually have um, designed labels on it as well. It's not just the generic uh, Anderby label where they hand write in, which this one is, where they hand write in the name of the beer and the ABV on it um so they're getting a little bit more towards uh the kind of branded style cans which you know um for them they they're less than a year old so they're starting to get ramped up um and they're starting to get into that realm of probably putting out maybe some stuff into distro too hopefully um true yeah so so i don't remember ever seeing did they mention anything about i say a grand opening or a one-year anniversary because i think to your point they opened definitely in a space either kind of leading into COVID or um, kind of after it. And so I, I don't sure. remember, do you, did they happen to mention it or did you see anything um, about a one year coming up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing, they're going to do a one year party. Um, I chatted with one of the ladies who, who has been there both times that I have been there. And um, our buddy Rob actually knows uh, her by name as well. Hmm. I can't, I can't remember her name for the life of me, which uh, stinks because I did give her a card. Um, but, uh, you know, she, she'll remember your name. Yeah. Um, she remembered Finn as well. She, she loved Finn. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're, do, they're going to do a one year party. Uh, I believe, um, they didn't really do a grand opening. Uh, I think they did one of those soft openings during, uh, you know, leading up to them opening and then COVID kind of hit. So I think they kind of took the sales out of it. Um, Interesting. but yeah. I did a quick look see just because sure. I hate it to get this wrong, especially when we're featuring some of these awesome like I say upper you know newer breweries in Georgia featuring sure. and their first Instagram post is from April twentieth two thousand nineteen. Okay, when they were putting in some of their um, their tanks obviously yep. into the space. So from that, I obviously can't tell um, when they actually I say came out, but same time I see August eighth is when they were already having some beers. They posted some stuff, so that's kind of cool to see. We're probably right around that year mark. So yeah. Man, I would love to go up there and check out them for that one year. I it, it that's the thing we haven't talked a whole lot about with some of these breweries that are kind of going through other than Social Fox, which we have also talked to a little yeah. bit, but like dealing with the ins and outs of what would be either grand opening that you had planned. Mm-hmm. And, hey, Firemaker's one we've talked about that had to deal with that, so maybe we'll get yeah. something going on. Um, but also the the fact that like Social Fox had to deal with the same thing. They didn't really get to fully have a grand opening, but yeah. one year's of the other one, like one year is a big mark for yeah. a lot of these breweries. And how they're dealing with the fact that they're not able to like, you know, success or correctly celebrate like that one year one mark. Year, like yeah. I feel like some of these. And so I don't know. I'm just curious. I'd love to see if they had a party, but maybe it's like a one and two year yeah, party maybe, they yeah. have next year. So yeah, who knows? You can wait. So, so price point on the, the six pack. Yeah. Price point on the six pack was 10 bucks okay. even. 
um, oh, which I thought was really fantastic. Um, uh, you know, some of their other ones, I think, were priced a little bit higher. I think it went anywhere from 10 to kind of 14, depending on what you were picking up. Um, and uh, I, which I think is I- extremely fair. Uh, their prices at the tap as well are really good. Um, uh, we, I think we, we had and, two beers each, and I picked up a six-pack, and it was like 30 bucks. Oh, that's so, not bad at all. Yeah. And I also noticed, I mean, they've got a good a good hefty beer list on untapped. I mean, mm-hmm. you can look over and see, I'm literally going through yeah. all the different things they've done. It seems like they've done some barrel aging as mm-hmm. well. Um, as well as things I saw one that was, hold on. I saw it. It looks like they had jalapeno in it. So it looks like they're doing some variants. So yep. mango pino, yeah. which by the way is a pale ale. So it, it sounds like they're doing some really cool beers. Definitely sounds like the type of place to hang out. So if I ever For sure. move to Peachtree corners here in the near future, I wink, would, wink. yeah, I would love to, to have a good local, local brewery other than some of the other ones in the area that, yep. that that i can go out and hang out and, and drink some good beers knowing get some variety so yeah and they're in like a really cool location they're right off the main uh kind of road uh that runs through Peachtree corners um and then they're kind of in a business park area but they're right on the end so you get like this nice view and you drive up to of like their facility and then you kind of turn into it and it's um decent sized parking lot really good yeah really good place too. they're in technology uh, technology on technology Park. parkway which actually yep. ironically enough i know that area my dad he grew up his office was like right around the corner from there mm-hmm. so i'm kind of very familiar with that whole yep. kind of old area it's right across the street from a high school chris yeah is that the new uh that's the new one of the prep high school yeah, i can't yeah, remember what it's called but yeah. one of the newer ones it's a pre- built, it's so. a prep high school yeah, yeah. but it's, it's funny cool. that it's right right across the street from a high yeah. school so so i'll give my final thoughts first sure. just because you did pick this one up um so for me, it's it's a really unique, and I love the fact that we had three different types of, I say Vienna lagers tonight, which yep. is, it's a style that could be very similar, could be very, like, just bland and boring. All the same. Could be very yep. much all the same. I think we tried three different variations of it, and that being Brooklyn, which I'll say is more like that go-to drinker, like, every day, like, just, that'd be a great bridge beer for a yep. lot of people. Um, Idle Hounds, their Burly Lady was was good because it was, like, a very robust Vienna lager. And yep. it, it didn't have necessarily crazy flavors. It just had a very, like, very maltier thicker kind of version of it and then Mm -hmm. then you got this one which is very complex in a lot of different ways because it brought some flavors in there and some like true craft to the vienna lager style so it's kind of cool to see for sure so for this one for me i'm going to go with a four okay i'm gonna go with a four because i i I really like what they did here i like the shockingly i mean i say shockingly i like the fact that like you can get a weird flavor in there that you don't really Mm -hmm. expect normally with vienna lagers and Mm -hmm. like berry kind of that like wine musty flavor yep um, price point's obviously great. Their branding, which I'm glad you showed me, by the way, when we were talking. Yeah, you showed me I a picture of some of their Instagram. newer branding. It sounds like they're getting there with branding. Unfortunately mm-hmm. for this one, not impressed so far with the branding, but it, it looks like this is literally just a kind of a holdover. It sounds like they, they were devoted to making good beer before they worried about yeah. too much about branding. But obviously yeah. now that they're making good beer and they're selling good beer and they have kind of that following they're kind of doing a good job with that. So mm-hmm. for all those reasons, I'm out. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm a four. <laughs> I think it's Yeah, great. I'm, I'm going to, I'll probably echo pretty closely uh, to yours. Um, you know, having more of their styles when I was there, I can see uh, their potential of what else is, is around the corner um, and what they're doing. Um, I, I'd, I'd give this a four for sure. I think it's a really good, unique beer um, in the Vienna Lager style. Um, I think this one would be kind of maybe a little bit further away from a bridge beer and more towards like an experienced drinker just because it is a little bit more complex. Um, But I think it it definitely has its place. Um, And I, by the way, Derby Juice, which is their hazy Mm. IPA. Very, very, very good. Um, Love that beer. So. Get off yeah. my lawn as their flagship. I always yeah, base yeah. it on who, yeah. whatever gets the highest number of, I say, check-ins on yep. Untapped. And so, by the way, I will point out that Untapped. I did see this one on yep. there. The other ones I tried, by the way, I tried their Cloud Rye. Yeah, which is the one out. I sure remember drinking that. Yep, that was a very good beer. And then this one actually gets a three point five. Okay, so we actually rated it better. Yeah, so I think yep. they were the perfect drinkers for this. So. Cheers to Anderby, Kyle. I appreciate you picking this one up. And yep. it sounds like it's dog friendly. So I'm going to take the pups up there one day. For sure. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Multi Goodness Podcast. Uh, remember, you can stay up to date with all things Multi Goodness at our website, multigoodness.com, or on Instagram at Multi Goodness Podcast, or on Facebook at Multi Goodness. 
we have a beer list if you want to check out the beers we've had multigoodness.com slash beer dash list or merch on our uh, store as well uh, on the website or if you want to just say hey fill out our contact form on our website or reach out on Instagram slide into those DMs you know like you know you want to uh, even though maybe your significant other may find it weird. Kyle um, always slides into the DMs. Yeah. It's always always DMs with you, uh, Kyle. You know, and I I tend to get the, called the fuckboy of beer. But the, the, I will. the beer DMs. Yeah. Um <laughs> so Chris, we wrap up every episode with some final thoughts. Final thoughts on this episode of the Vienna Lager style. You know what? These these beers have really blown me away today. It's I think I say this every time we have a, a lager style because you know me, I'm more of a dark beer guy. Yeah. But going with some of these styles, the the traditional, um, the more German styles mm-hmm. by by most means, they're they they surprise me all, all the time, and these definitely surprise me today. I think yeah. it's it's great. We had three different ones, um, three different beer styles yeah. today. So overall, you impressed Chris today, beer. Yeah. Good job, beer. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.